This program is made possible by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uligar Church of Christ in Uligar, Oklahoma. Thank you for listening, and welcome to Diligent Teacher with my mom, Lisa Ong. Hello, ladies. You are listening to Diligent Teacher. I'm your host, Lisa Earl. My husband, who is a minister, streams the services of the church in Uliga to Facebook and other sources. He has learned a lot over the last few years of streaming about how to do things more efficiently. One thing he learned is to not use one-time use batteries. He switched to rechargeable batteries early on. He can stream about two services before having to put them on the charger to recharge. Eventually, though, those rechargeable batteries will wear out, and he will have to replace them. Just like those batteries, humans can also wear down. I wish it was so easy as to step into the charger to recharge ourselves, but unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, depending on how you look at it, it is not that easy for us. But the fact is that as humans, we need to be able to recharge. We need to be able to clear our minds, rest, relax, and to think about things other than the cares of this world. Every one of us has stress in our lives. It might be for different reasons, but we have it. If you live in the United States, your stress might be due to the upcoming elections. The environment being created by the media and by people on both sides of the issue is ridiculously toxic. Maybe it is because of COVID-19. The pandemic has changed so many things, running businesses into the ground, being financially difficult for families, changing policies and procedures in workplaces and schools. It is hard to navigate all of the information that is bombarding us day after day, and it is hard to know what to believe and what to dismiss. Life can be so difficult for a number of different reasons. It's why we take days off from work. It's why we go on vacations. It's why we look to heaven for respite from this world. No one understood this better than the Apostle Paul. From the dreariness of a prison cell, Paul penned a letter of encouragement to a man he had grown to love and trust through their work for the Lord. This man's name was Timothy. Maybe Paul saw that Timothy needed to recharge. Maybe he saw that Timothy's fire was flickering. And not because he was involved in some heinous sin or because he had stopped believing, but because sometimes life can be depressing and you have to find some way to reignite your fire for the Lord. So Paul wrote this letter, and this letter gives us a list of ways to recharge ourselves if we find our own fires dimming. In Second Timothy 1, Paul begins by telling Timothy that he is a beloved son. He tells him that he still cares about him, that he still loves him, and that he still wants what is best for him, even though they are separated. Don't we need to hear those same things sometimes? Doesn't it help us to swallow something unpleasant when we are first told that it is coming from a place of concern and love? Paul made it clear first that what he was about to say came from concern for Timothy. Then he goes on to remind Timothy of where he came from. He reminds him of the genuine faith of his mother Lois and his grandmother Eunice, and that that faith also is in Timothy. And he starts getting into the nitty-gritty in verse 6. 
Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He is saying to Timothy, Stir up that genuine faith, the faith that is flickering. Get a poker out and stir up the fire, because if you don't tend it, it will die. Remember why you believe and remember that faith that was instilled in you when you learned the truth of the gospel. Stir up that faith. Furthermore, Paul tells Timothy to hold fast. You know when a boat drops an anchor to the seabed so that it will stay in one location on the sea? That anchor holds fast so the boat won't go anywhere. That is the idea that when Paul tells Timothy to hold fast. He says in verses 13 and 14, Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me, in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Our anchor is the Bible, which tells us all the things we need to know to live a righteous life. That is what we need to hold fast to. The world is ever-changing, ever-shifting, and if we hold on to it, we will lose ourselves in the cares and sorrows that it has to offer. If we hold fast to the good book, though, we can live God's way and have an everlasting home in heaven, one that does not change or shift, one that we will always provide comfort and joy. Hold fast to that which will not change. Now, looking at chapter 2 in Second Timothy, Paul continues reminding Timothy to be strong and to endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. In verses 11 through 13, Paul tells Timothy, This is a faithful saying, For if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. This serves as a reminder of the rewards or consequences of our choices. We have to die to the world in order to live with Him. We have to endure all the things that come to our, our way in order to reign. If we don't, if we give in to the sins and cares of the world, He will punish us accordingly. Remember what God says in His Holy Word to help us to reignite the fire within. Now let's look at verses 14 through 17. Remind them, them being faithful men who will be able to teach others also in verse 2, but remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness, and their message will spread like cancer. Again, Remember what we are here for. We are not here to bicker with each other. We are not here to gossip and talk about others. We are here to be faithful to God, to get to heaven, and to take as many others with us as we can. If we start participating in ungodly things, it will turn into more ungodly things, spreading like a cancer, in Paul's words. Cancer is no good. Stay away from it. Now, chapter 3 starts off by acknowledging these perilous times and how there are men that are led away by sins. But then, Paul gives a reminder in verse 9 about where that gets us. 
but they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all, as theirs also was. Sin doesn't help us and will never be the answer to how to handle life. But how are we to handle it? What does help us? Verses 16 and 17 answer that question. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. What we need is the scriptures. Knowing the scriptures, understanding the scriptures, heeding to the scriptures is what will help us through this life. If we find ourselves needing a lift because our lights are waning, read the scriptures. Remember what they say. That's all we really need. Who is God? What has he done for us? What does he promise us? What do we need to do? All of those questions are answered in his word. Timothy, all you need is the word of God. Remember it and use it. Now Paul closes out his letter to Timothy with some final words of encouragement before giving some parting instructions. Chapter 4, verses 2 through 5. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Paul knows that it is hard to keep on when it seems that everyone is against you. Timothy has had life throw some hard things his way, but Paul tells him to toughen up. No matter what others are you doing, you be watchful, and you preach, and you teach, and you continue to endure. Paul then gives some final instructions to Timothy after those verses, and in verse 22, Paul closes out the letter with these words. The Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Grace be with you. Amen. How can we recharge our own spirits when we find ourselves becoming dim? Exactly how Paul told Timothy. Remember that people care for us. Stir up that genuine faith. Hold fast to God's word. Stay away from sin that can spread. Get into the scripture to equip ourselves. Toughen up, endure, and be watchful. Paul so eloquently wrote a letter of encouragement to Timothy, but now it is in our Bibles so that we can all benefit from his words. This week, I challenge you to read the book of Second Timothy, and then I challenge you to reignite your fire for the Lord. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and always remember to teach them diligently. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Way Media by visiting us at BibleWayMedia.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We thank you for listening.